Thanks for joining us for this special mini-series of Off the Rock, On the Record. The next three episodes were written, hosted, and produced by our summer interns, Anna and Dee. During their time at Obsidian, our two interns learned a ton of tips and knowledge that are applicable and relevant to interns in any field, and they wrote these next three podcasts to help you survive your internship process. We hope you'll enjoy and subscribe to Off the Rock, On the Record, a podcast by Obsidian Public Relations. Hey everyone, I'm Anna and I'm one of Obsidian's 2019 summer interns. Currently, I'm a student at Mississippi State University studying public relations. As a part of our internship, we're working with the team at Obsidian to record a few podcasts that are relevant to PR students and PR students at heart. Today, we're talking about pursuing an internship. Today, I'm joined by my fellow intern, Dee. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, how's everybody doing? I'm Demarius Gillespie, or more known as Dee. I'm a graduate student at the, Louisiana, at the University of Louisiana at Monroe. Currently pursuing my master's in communications, and I'm also an intern at Obsidian. So, Dee, let's start with the foundation of it all. Why is an internship important? An internship is so vital. The experience you can get, the um, the lessons you learn just by just being there and being in the field, actually. You just get so much more experience. You get to see things from for the first hand, you know. When you came into the intern, how did you feel like your approach was going to be? Well, the way my dad always told me, to put it plainly, an internship is really an opportunity to gain real-world experience while you're working toward your degree. But when I was in high school, I had no idea how important an internship was going to be until I got to college. And when I started interviewing for on-campus organizations, they started asking me about my previous work experience. (sighs) Tell me about it. Now, my previous work experience was summer camp. And I quickly learned that corralling 16 kindergartners isn't going to cut it in a real work (laughs) environment. So I quickly learned that finding a good internship to get real world experience that'll help you when you're applying for jobs once you graduate was necessary. Definitely. And for me, like finding the time to have the experience was the toughest thing. Like playing sports coming up every summer was taken up by either playing baseball or football and getting to college when you really need to gain the experience. Every summer I was doing workouts, so I never had time to go out on the limb and do an internship and just never had long breaks. So I was always like fiending for the experience, but I really didn't have a way to obtain it. So you were talking about sports. So how did you work around that obstacle and find a way to incorporate an internship into your schedule? Well, now it was easier since I played my last season. This summer was the biggest break I've had, so I knew I had to jump into finding finding an opportunity to be an intern. Actually, if I dated back to the last summer I was here, I actually shadowed at Obsidian for a couple of days. So I kind of used a small break I had while I was while I was away from school, right before workout started, to kind of jumpstart that. So, what would you tell people the difference between you shadowing and then this internship that you currently have right now? Can Can you kind of explain the difference between the two, and then how maybe shadowing benefited finding an internship? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, shadowing was really. Just me really becoming familiar with everything, just kind of seeing how things worked, not really being hands-on as much with it, but just watching everybody and watching how they react, really talk to each other or what their tasks were, or I just kind of got an overview of things. I wasn't really just thrust into doing the work. 
when you're talking about time, you hear people applying for internships, you know, maybe their sophomore year or even their freshman year, but that's a little bit more unlikely. But most of my friends who applied for internships, say their sophomore year, are in an engineering field. Mm -hmm. So gaining that experience is the only way for them to stand out in such a competitive field. But I feel like it's a little bit more normal to apply for an internship, say your junior year, maybe right before your senior year. In your case, you're going to grad school. So having that internship experience right before you're going into your master's program, what are your thoughts on that? I think at any point it's beneficial. Freshman year, sophomore year, any any opportunity you can get to put yourself out there and learn as much as you can, then I would do it. I mean, as early as possible. I always learn you get out in front of you get out ahead of things before it's too late. You never want to be too late with it, but at any point that you can get that experience, I mean, you should take it. And I mean, you had a kind of a, a different, but you have been open to being able to get your hands in different things. Like, how has that been? Just a different perspective. Well, I think from my point of view, again, going back to, I didn't really know what an internship was. I didn't understand the importance of an internship. So I didn't necessarily feel pressured or rushed in a sense to find an internship. So I wasn't looking for them my freshman year. I wasn't looking for them my sophomore year. And then again, as I started interviewing at say organizations at school and then hearing people ask about work experience that's when I realized okay I need to get my head in the game I need to get some experience that's going to help me stand out because I have one more year of school left (laughs) and graduation is in sight and I'm terrified it comes fast it does so I ended up getting an internship this past spring Um, because I could get class credit for it. So one, I got a class knocked out of the way and got internship experience. And then this summer was my last chance to get a full-time internship experience. So I knew the goal of this summer was to have an internship. And if I didn't have an internship, then I, something had gone wrong somewhere. Mm -hmm. But moving on to kind of factoring in your internship search, I know for me it was important to find a place that was affordable. If you go to a different location, you are gonna have to pay extra rent. And I still pay rent in Starkville over the summer because my lease is 12 months. I don't have an opportunity (laughs) um, to take a break on paying rent. So having an extra rent, if I had an internship in another location other than Memphis, which is where I'm originally from, was gonna be a problem. What are your thoughts on kind of other factors that would be important for other people to look into when they're looking for an internship? Uh, Definitely how you date back to location and affordability are definitely two main two because me being from the area, I needed that and I'm still paying my rent monthly in Louisiana. But also, I mean, just the longevity of it or is it flexible enough for what you have going on? Is it reasonable? Is it paid or unpaid? I mean, you might need certain certain types of benefits and how does it qualify to advance your career? Does it really make sense? Like things have to make sense because all this is is a step before you get into the real world so you can be more prepared for it. Did you like did you have that kind of approach when you were really looking at an internship? I did. I started off with looking at internships that were in an area of interest for me. So I was looking into um, publishers because I really I am interested in book publication. And, you have to apply anywhere and everywhere that could relate to your field. 
Yes. So, and I, I heard this from my dad a lot. He told me apply for social media internships or graphic design internships or any type of internship that related within the field of PR. I needed to apply for it because you don't hear back from a lot of people. No. So you have to put yourself out there and apply to so many internships just because having a personal connection is going to be your biggest benefit when you're applying for internships. And that goes along with you know, networking mm-hmm. before applying for internships or even if you have a current internship, networking while throughout the um, time of that internship is going to be pivotal in finding another internship or another job. What's kind of crazy in relation to that is how kind of broad, I feel like with PR, you don't really know exactly what PR is until you're doing it. Like I was in school, I mean, I knew I wanted to do PR. I knew it seemed very interesting and it had kind of fit because I feel like I can, very versatile. I kind of like having my hands in a lot of different things. And with PR, you need an internship and leading to you need to know the people. I mean, you may apply. I remember I, I was doing like 20 applications, it seems like, a night. But I thought about it. I was like, I did shadow at a PR firm while I was home. So I can reach right back out and just with a simple email, I got they got back to me within a day. And how I got this connection was through... My mom, her old job, uh, the woman, woman that worked up front happened to be Miss Courtney's um, mother-in-law. So it was just all those different little avenues and byways. You never know what your opportunity is going to blossom from. Where did yours come from? So my stepmom was at the grocery store and ran into Courtney and told her that I was majoring in PR and she knew that Courtney owned Obsidian, this public relations firm, and exchanged contact information and I got in contact with Courtney and sent in my resume and ended up applying for this internship and that's really how I got this internship was that one instance in a grocery store between my stepmom and Courtney. That's all it takes. That's literally all it takes. Like, I try to live by the saying, closed mouths don't get fed. I mean, you literally have to talk your way into opportunity sometimes or it just happens out of nowhere. It really doesn't hurt to ask because I've learned I've learned that while talking with my advisor at school. Anytime I go in to schedule an upcoming semester of classes, he always asks me, where do you want to go? What type of field do you want to work in? Obviously PR, but maybe more specific what um, kind of your emphasis wants to be. And he always says, let me know what you want to do. I know so many people. I can get you in contact with them, and we can mm-hmm. get you there. That's it. That's all it takes. And I feel like I had a bad habit of not doing it. Like, I kind of feel like I'll be a burden for asking <laughs> questions when more times than not, people want to be asked questions. People want to be able to use those connections or the different th- people they've come across just through their life. So you just never know where your door might be because it, it can be anywhere. You can be in the grocery store. Or it could be working with your mom. Right. And now we both have internships just from these run-ins. But starting from the beginning of getting these internships, how did you prepare for the interview process? I mean, it's intimidating on itself. Anytime you hear the word interview, I mean, I break out in a sweat. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're sitting in a room having a conversation with somebody, but you almost feel like you're just being drilled with questions. Well, see, my interview process was kind of different because I was 
in Louisiana when I was going through the whole interview process. So um, me and Lauren were um, emailing back and forth about uh, the opportunity, and she sent in, uh, sent me a couple writing um, practices to do and kind of test me on what the skills and things I've learned while going through the program and sent it to her. And I had like a day, like 24 hours to do mm-hmm. it from the moment we got on the phone. So it felt like I was racing the clock and I still had work to do. I still had other things as far as school work and I had actually a job to go to the next morning. So I was stressed because I was like, this has to be perfect, but I have other things going on also. But um, I don't know, that pressure kind of kind of helped me. I felt mm-hmm. like being able to lock in for the moments I had with it in between work, and I was actually working at a baseball complex, so I'm typing and checking on what, what I have what I have to do for the people at the complex, and so um, that was the interview process for me. I mean, it was nerve it was nerve wracking, but you can still over you can overcome it. Just have the confidence in your abilities and the things that you've done, like it's prepped you for it. So, just talking about preparation, what do you think is the most important part of preparing for an interview? Really, I mean, the confidence because you you just don't get a degree for no reason or you're not in college for no reason working to these goals. You are doing things that, that are going to enhance you and that are somewhere preparing you for this situation. So you just go in, tackle it, and trust your instincts. And what I had and what I was grateful for is I still had, like, a lot of my documents, news releases, and things I had done previously to look over and um, and I actually used one of my professors. I um, talked to her before I did my um, my writing test and she gave me a couple pointers and that led me down the right direction. How about you? Well, I took an interviewing class a couple semesters ago and the one thing my teacher harped on was research the company. Because if you go into an interview and you know your facts about this company, especially if you're interviewing for a position, they want to know if you know about the company. If you're not just exactly. interviewing for this random position, they want to know that you can apply, that you have researched the company and know their mission, know their values, what they stand for, what they do, and you're willing to be a part of that and help further their mission. So a funny story is I did a mock interview in my interviewing class for a publicity assistant position at Penguin Young Readers because Mm -hmm. we had to pick our dream job. So of course I picked Random House to work at. And when he gave us the assignment, my teacher told us to be prepared to answer questions geared toward company information, thus researching the company prior. When he interviewed me, I had done my research to answer questions about Penguin Random House, but when he asked me what my favorite children's book was, I stumbled trying (laughs) to find the answer. The simplest question and most personal in an interview, and I couldn't answer it because I had focused so much on researching the company. I considered every other question except, once again, the most obvious question a children's publishing company would ask. (laughs) So that's one thing to remember is, yes, research the company, but also remember personal questions that the company could ask you. Oh, yeah, of course. You have to stay true to yourself and just it all comes around in full circle. Just that research, it'll give you the confidence to go into the interview and come out on top and more than likely get the job. What materials would you bring for your interview? Most people aren't too sure what to bring. They don't really know how to feel prepared for the interview, other especially when they're preparing questions, but they don't think about the physical objects that they need to bring. What are some things that you would recommend? Um, I'd recommend any any kind of projects or any documents you did. Bring, a, bring some type of portfolio to have on you so you can 
show the experience you have. I mean, you have to dress accordingly. You have to look like the part, and you have to. That helps you mentally. My my teacher actually told me before my interview. She said, even though you're doing it on the computer and on the phone, dress like you're doing it in person. She said it might not seem like it makes sense, but mentally it kind of can it can put you there. But you definitely want to be prepared. You want to have a portfolio. You want to have a notebook. You want to have paper, pens. Bring your laptop. All those things that can make you look like you are very prepared for it and not just going in trying to wing an interview. <laughs> so say it's the day of the interview. You feel prepared. You've prepared all your questions. You have the items that you want to bring into the interview. What are a few key tips to consider right before your interview and after your interview? One is major is be early. Don't just be on time. Be early. Like, it, it's, it's impressive when you are early. That means you're on top of your things. You you know what's going on. Like, because you come scrambling in, you're already getting started off on a bad foot, and you never want to get started off on the wrong foot when it's something as important as an interview and for a job. You don't want to lose the opportunity as soon as you walk through the door. My dad always told me that it's good to be early because early can turn into on time, but if you're on time, one minute later, you're late. Exactly. So it's too close. You don't want any close. close calls. Getting there five to ten minutes early is key because then you get there, you can get settled, you can yep. take a deep breath because you're going to be nervous. But that way you have time to collect yourself instead of sprinting in the door, being in a panic, and then having to go straight into that interview already flustered because mm-hmm. you were late. Russia can take take away every good thought that you had and every every ounce of preparedness that you had can go out the window when you're rushing. Another fun fact that my interviewing teacher told me about is some companies ask their secretaries or their assistant to evaluate you when you're waiting for your interview. Because most of the time, say, if you're getting there early, you're not going to go straight into the room where you're being interviewed. You're mm-hmm. going to sit in a waiting room or outside the office. And he told me, it's a good judge of character when you don't think you're being watched. So I was in this position when I was on paneling executive council and I was interviewing recruitment counselors. And I sat outside the room, not only to ease the girls' nerves, but to see how they interacted with me. And that, my interactions with a couple girls were a deciding factor on what, whether they became a recruitment counselor or not. So I think it's also important to remember, yes, like we said, get there early, but also remember how you act prior to the interview. Very, very, very important because uh, just saying I've always, I've learned and I've heard of was speak to the janitor the same way you speak to the CEO. You go in, you go in with a smile on your face, you grin, you greet everybody the same as you greet the front desk person the same way you greet the boss when they walk in and speak to you. Just, it shows a, um, a, just a level of respect that uh that'll help you and that can catapult you to getting a job even if you may have lacked in one area in your interview that could put you over the top you're so right and kind of talking about this internship experience and getting a job and you're going into grad school so you are still in college yes in a sense but you're a little closer to the work world so how do you transition from a college environment to a work environment to be honest, it's it's really a, just a learning process. So you just have to know what's appropriate in uh, each situation. Like in the college environment, you can be a little looser. You can, you know, you can kind of do your thing a little more. But in the work environment, you just have to make sure you own your P's and Q's a little more. Dot your I's, cross your T's, and just make sure that you're um, paying attention to what every move you're doing. 
you know, Dia, I agree with your points. Thank you so much for your input today. And if I think that's a good place to stop, thank you so much for listening in. If you liked our podcast, give us a follow. Please. And look forward to our upcoming episode. Of course.